God. Hallelujah. Amen. We will. This is the day that we are rejoicing and being glad they're in. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We, we give God the glory. We glorify his name for his glory, for who he is. Amen. Him all the glory. We give him all. We glorify his name on this morning. Morning it is, amen, to be in the house of the Lord. But because the Lord, may the Lord bless you. Thank you. Enough, amen. But I'm in a place of praise. I know for sure we're giving God all the glory. Hallelujah. Morning now. In the wintry months, but so let's just go and just continue. Before we get into the service, I gave us such a word. Inbox me and said we couldn't hear the sound. The now it may word because you know Holy Spirit changes up, but we're gonna. Even our rising, amen. For some reason, just did not kick out the sound, amen. To go forward for that, to rest, hallelujah. As I continue to rest in the Lord, we just thank the Lord, hallelujah. Let's Let's just think about the goodness of about where he brought us from. His name is just so powerful. Hova. We're calling on Hallelujah. Jehovah. Defy you. That's okay. Kadesh. He is on your Lord. He is Jehovah. Hallelujah. Jehovah. Shield. Lord, my shield. And every fiery door that try to come out. Because you are my Jehovah. Block every fiery door. In the mighty. Hallelujah. We give God the praise. Amen. Let's just. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just call. Hallelujah. 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 We give you the praise. And be my shield. Sanctify her. Hallelujah. Or be my Lord, my strength. Be present in my circumstance. Jehovah Rafi, my shepherd, my banner. Jehovah, my enemies. Amen. Come on, Jehovah, fortress. Jireh, 
Lord King forever. Lord my Redeemer. Lord Gadora Malakshama. Mighty is Jehovah. Hallelujah. Jehovah Almighty. On the Lord. Hallelujah. Jehovah. Lord, my rock. Lord, you are my rock. You're my rock. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is powerful. The Lord God is great. He is love. He is holy. He is patient. Almighty. Jesus. Angelus. Yes. He is grace. All knowing. He's God that's everywhere. He is true. He is pure. Sinless. King of glory. He is. He is true. He is pure. Even when we're faithless. Come on now. He's magnificent. He is worthy. He is He is our redemption. He is our true one. He is the Son of God. He is the Holy Spirit. He is the, he is the Lord of Lords. The, the beginning and the end. He is Jehovah. He is Emmanuel. He is Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Call on his magnificent name. Let me love you on this morning. Oh, we for showing up and that you're here with us and no matter what, oh God. Because you is, is the king of authority. You is Arca, and you, you is our refuge from every life. You are overcomer, my God, my God, life. You are our fortress, our father. You are our faith. You hide in the secret place as we pray. You are our shield. You are purified. A because you are a God oh the most high God lords of lords kings of kings high and mighty one our glory the glory the glory of Israel the light of Israel God Lord of hosts you is our commander in chief you are commander in chief oh God a man of and you are stronger. You are yes. You are a banner that wraps around of weakness. We call around us the I am that I am. Now God, eternal God. Hallelujah, Messiah, Bashikato. Strength, Hallelujah, in the I who create all. You have created everything. You are the you're the builder of all the earth. And you have you are the father of life. Hallelujah. 
things in life. Amen. You the God of all Jehovah, the Father, consuming Father. You tried to rise up against us, Southerners. Oh Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Come on and just thank the Lord. Come on, consume fire in your life. Hallelujah, Father. He's angels of day. As you are, how old as you are, and Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was and who is to come. Jesus. The honor. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Honor, Lord. We thank you on this morning. Come on. Thank you. Come on. Come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, he's a helper of the fatherless. He's holy, holy one. He is the home of justice. He is a home of our judge. He judges all. That's what I'm talking about on this morning. It's all we have no right to judge or consume. Is able to. He is the judge. Hallelujah. 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 Just he's mighty. He is the Lord. The Lord are righteous. The Lord who He's a great king. He's the king of heaven. He's our strong fortress. He's our power. He is our strength. He's my glory. He's our king. He is the. He is our high tower. He is our force. He is our one that hold us. He's the great God, our provider, and our shepherd. He is the. He's our hope. Our voice. The portion of our inheritance. He's the spring of living water. Living water. He is the of our life. The Lord is Jehovah Shaman, true pastor. Just call everlasting Father, the Father of all. What a Father. Jealous and avenging God. Amen. And the true God. Out of madness. It's a new day. Mm. Fresh anointing. It's already coming. It's a Hallelujah. We thank God. And it's already coming. You believe it, just go ahead and just thank the Lord. New season. Thank you that you have brought a fresh anointing. That's a power and prosperity, meaning that what I call the new season has come. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. We thank you for giving us to go on. Go on. Do without you. God. So we thank you for and there is a new day. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for a new a new day. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Amen. Because we already know it. We are before we get to the word of God. Touch down on something that I think word on this morning. We're going to talk about God present. I'm not posting. God of glory. And when you read in the book of Isaiah, you have put it upon them. You know what glory is. You don't know the way to So then talk a little bit about God. Hallelujah. And then a God that is omnipotent. Then Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus and Lord, increase the word of the Lord. What the Lord is saying in Jesus' name. Amen. Manifest. Oh, amen. And they're gaining strength. It's intimacy with because himself. That means that he has brought himself to you to relationship with. Amen. See the is to what? Die out. Have you died natural since we're talking about spiritual? Stop trying to work in the flesh. Guide you where he's you have died to yourself. The flesh is nasty, contaminated. The flesh, that's why we have to allow Because when the flesh dies, pride cannot rise up. Being disobedient cannot rise up. Die to our flesh. We are saying, Holy Spirit, now we must die to the flesh. Y'all, we must also die to we must die to lust. And you know a lot of you can lust. It just don't things of darkness. That spirit. So you have to die lust in the world. You have to die to sin. The worldly thing you cannot no longer intake we're listening to things, watching things. Don't you know? Our ears is one. Game. Let the wrong thing. And if we're definitely not, we go to our eye gate. Things that are us to love sometimes when it's not God. Right? So that's why you have to make sure that you are holy. Must die because form cannot survive in the presence. Cannot survive. I don't care how well somebody is singing. I don't care how high. 
You have to a spirit. The difference, discerning the or discerning flesh. Can mistake is not. All you gotta do is the fruit. Look at the wholeness that's coming out of it. Look at the truth. Look at the formality of how a person is being being conformed conform conform from to 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 conform to. Are you still the same? Are you still speaking the same? Are you still doing the same things? So I'm speaking of the manifestation of God's presence. So if you want to see God's glory, you must live in his presence. Well, apostle, how do I live in his presence? He's a spirit. By finding that secret place with him. Being close to him in that secret place, meaning praying, fasting, communion. See, when you commune with God, you're just having a simple conversation. You're going to be riding your car, on the job, wherever you are, and just say, Lord, I love you. Lord, how you doing today? Lord, you know what? My day is not going well, but I know you're in the midst. God, shut my mouth so that I won't say something that I'll regret later. I mean, I'm just saying because we still deal with different things because we're on the job. And everybody on the job ain't saved. And everybody in the church ain't saved. Come on now. It's just a formality. People just going to church because they say come to church. But there's really no change. Amen. Because you just don't come to the church. You have to be the church. Because we are the church. You're just coming into the four walls of brick and mortal to be what? Fueled up to go back out every day. But you must come in as the church. Because when Jesus comes, he's coming for his bride. But one thing Jesus said in John 17 and 22, he said, The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. What? He's talking to his father. The father of heaven. The same glory that God Almighty gave to his only begotten son. Jesus loved us so much and said, you know what? I'm just not going to take all this glory by myself. It's heavy. It's weighty. But let me give it to them. Who is them? I'm glad you asked. God's children. The sons of God. Those that are not just saying I'm go to church. But those who have an intimate relationship with Christ. Those who have died out. Not only to themselves. But they have died out. For everything. They have lost everything. Walked away from everything. Just to serve God. The glory has been given unto us. So if the glory has been given unto us. That means that God himself is with us. So while we're doing everything that we're doing without God, we're doing the vision without God. We're building the four walls without God. We're serving out in the communities, in the highways and the byways without God. When Jesus has given us the glory, the same glory that his father has given unto him. And anytime the glory of God is with you, that means 
that you can tap into the mind of God and say, God, where do I need to go? God, what do I need to do? God, who do I need to do it with? Where do I need to do it with? When do I need to do it with and how? But we don't. We do everything according to our own will. And that right there can cause us to become a reprobate. That right there can cause us when we get to the pearly gates for Jesus to say, depart from me. I never knew you. So take note that he did not say the glory that you have given me, I will give to them. See, he did not take the glory upon himself to say that he would give it to us. But he said the glory that you, God our Father, have given unto me, I will give them that same glory. We're taking things from God and telling people it's from us. When nothing that we do and nothing that we say and nothing and how we operate in the spirit is our own strength. It's all God. When we prophesy, God said. When we lay hands, God did. When we speak a prophetic word, God has spoken. But a lot of times out of our flesh, we do these things just to gain, hallelujah, popularity. We want people to like us. We want people to love us by what we say, by what we do. But if God has given it to us, a word to say or something to do, we need to let them know that it is given by the Father. Amen. He has given us his glory. And he desires his glory to be seen in the uttermost part of the earth. And then down in 24, we in John 17, 24, it says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me Jesus realized that they was not, we was not given unto him just, him just taking us. But he was given to us, we were given to him by the Father. Amen. So you have given me, may you with me where I am. Let me read this over because this is deep. It says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may be whole, meaning taken in, receiving, come on, just receiving that thing, my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundations of the world. That right there is a good word. So let's go. Amen. When we enter into the glory of God, meaning his presence, we can only worship, not just worship in song, but putting our lifestyle, putting everything on the table before God and saying, God, am I saying this right? God, am I doing this right? God, am I in the right direction? God, am I with the right people? God, is this how I need to do it? That's worship. See, worship is not just a song, but it's our lifestyle. How are we living when nobody is looking? What are we saying when nobody is around? It's our worship. We cannot stand, even when we're in the presence of God, when there's such a true presence, you won't even be able to stand. Sometimes you won't even be able to move. You won't be able to function except to worship him. 
So that's why we must continue to know how significant the glory of God is and why we need it. And why God, his omnipresence, his omniscience, his omnipotent is something that we need to understand. Amen. So without God's glory, amen, it is it's impossible. It's impossible to do the will of God, to preach in such a manner to where people are being saved, to teach the word of God in such a manner. That people are turning back from their wicked ways and they're going into the most glorious light. Glamorous light, the glorious light. Without God's presence, miracles and wonders and signs would not be present. Healing and deliverance definitely is not taking place. But when the presence of God, the glory of God, the Kavad, the King of glory, Extreme, extreme deliverance. Being made whole, the power of God, the demonstration of his glory is in the place. Another word for glory is kavai, which means the glory of the Lord or praise be to the Lord. That is in Hebrew, kavai or kabad, which means the glory of the Lord. Or praise be to the Lord. So it's such a way of witnesses to his beauty. His radiance. See the glory of Kavad is so weighty and heavy. That the glory itself is like a strong bright light. You know when Moses went to Mount Sinai. He had to what? Cover his face. Because it was too glorious. Don't you want to be in that place of that infinite beauty and the greatness of God's manifold perfection of his glory, his power, his manifestation? So the Shekinah also works side by side. The Shekinah is the omnipresent. It is the reality of God's presence felt in whatever place or circumstances you may see yourself in. Because when God's Shekinah, his glory, fills the place, God's presence overtake everything. And like I said, you can't sometimes move or function when the presence of God is so strong. Amen. So the Lord our God has showed us his glory. And his majesty. And we have heard the voice from the fire of God. Amen. Because we know the children of Israel. What their journey was like. And how God gave them a pillar of cloud by day. And a pillar of fire by night. The pillar of cloud by day was their shade. And their pillar of cloud. Excuse me. Pillar of fire by night was their flashlight. I always say their flashlight because the fire showed them where to go. It gave them light. Amen. But now we must understand that even the children of Israel, some did not want to die out. But we don't want to go through the same thing and be consumed by that same fire. Amen. For being disobedient 
Amen. So that's why we need to come near and listen to what the Lord God has to say to us. Just like he said in this word in Deuteronomy 5, 24 through 27, when you get a chance, I want you to study that passage that I've given you. But he says, wherever the Lord our God tells you, we need to listen and obey. Whatever is given unto us, we need to listen and obey. Amen. See, the king of Kavad can either be seen or unseen. God shows his glory, which is the the, 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 the king of Kavad, God's glory. He showed it to Moses in the wilderness, in the clouds, in the pillar of fire, and on Mount Sinai. But the Shekinah glory is a physical embodiment of God. See, at the end of the day, the Shekinah, hallelujah, is always seen. Amen. Not like some like the Kavad. But Jesus, hallelujah, always appeared as the Shekinah glory of God. And he always leaves behind the Kavad glory. Because what the Kavad glory does, it brings that deliverance, that wholeness to allow the miracle signs and wonders to be manifested. Amen. So let's talk about the omnipresence. What does it mean when we say God is omnipresence? Now, you got omnipresent and omnipresence. Hallelujah. Let's start with omni, O-M-N-I, meaning all. Hallelujah. All present, right? Or everywhere present at the same time. God is not confined to space. Let's understand that. Just as not confined to time. He exists before Hallelujah. He uh, created space. Should not think of God. We should not think of God as having just being in this small box of dimensions. Amen. We should not think that God exists in only in a small unending space. But we know that he is not confined to space. But when you read in Psalms 139, 7 through 10, I need you to go there and read that. It says, where shall I go from your presence? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. David is speaking. And your right hand shall hold me. He exists without size. God don't have a size. He's a big God. God is everything and everything is God. No God is present everywhere in his creation, but distance from it. Like water in a sponge. Water present in a sponge, but not the sponge. Come on. Water is present in the sponge, but not the sponge present in the water. Jeremiah tells us in Jeremiah 23 and 24, can a man hide himself in hiding place 
So I do not see him, declares the Lord. Do I not feel the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord. So we can tell anybody anything. So that's why we got to be very careful when we're talking to God's men and women of God or just people alone. Because we can tell people anything just to get out of their hair. Just a small white line. But you got to be careful because God, it just says right here, can a man hide himself in hiding place so I do not see him? God is a God that's what? Everywhere. Hallelujah. First Kings 8 and 27. But will God indeed dwell on earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. You, how much less his house, which I have built. Proverbs 15 and 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place watching the evil and the good. I'm in word. Proverbs 15 and 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place watching the evil and the good. Come on now. So even though the prophet may not see, the apostle may not see, the evangelist may not see, the teacher or the pastor may not see, but the eyes of the Lord are in every place. And it's watching evil and good. Because those that think they're so good and so holy, but still lie, the eyes of the Lord is in every place. So no matter if you're evil or you call yourself holy, God is still watching. So be careful what we say. Because God has ears to hear, eyes to see, and a mind to know right from wrong, evil from good. It's amazing. What an amazing place that is. And that is omnipresence. But what about God being, hallelujah, and not just seeing and knowing everything, how can we apply the doctrine of God's presence, meaning the word of God, which we have already read in some scriptures? Amen. If God only in heaven, we may ask, how can I commune with him? Hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you are. Thank you, woman of God. Bless you. She's all the way from Philippians. Hallelujah. Philippians. Hallelujah. Is that the country? Yeah, Philippians. Amen. Thank you, daughter. Philippians. Amen. I'm, I'm in the Bible. <laughs> Look, that's what you just know. You be in the Word of God all the time. I'm David. I'm calling her the Bible. Sorry, woman of God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Amen. See, that's when you know you're really consuming with God. Because you call the people the Word of God. Hallelujah. God, God is good. Amen. But look, see, we got a woman of God all the way from the Philippians. Right? Philippians. Amen. So this is where I'm saying God can be everywhere. She's all the way there, but she's online saying, hello, woman of God, I'm watching. 
all the way from the Philippians. Hallelujah. So that lets us know that God's word is where? Everywhere. Meaning God's eyes is everywhere. We welcome you. Everywhere. Hallelujah. No matter where we are, we could be under the bridge. We could be in the jail. God is everywhere. His presence is everywhere. So that's why his presence can be in a car. Hallelujah. You know, when people get in your car, God's presence needs to be in the car. Because you don't know what they may need. But if you take his presence with you, because the glory goes with you, you don't have to wait to come to the house of God to receive glory. The glory of God needs to be with you. It needs to be in your waking up and your laying down. God needs to be with you. So if you're in your car, I'm not present in your car. The king of Kabbalah is in your car. The Shekinah is in your car. When you walk in the grocery store, Shekinah glory, the king of Kabbalah is on you. So whenever out you walk past, the glory is walking past with you. Wherever you are, you bring in the glory. So if you're in a house full of glory, it's going to be just glorious. Because that means that the house is full of glory, and here you coming with glory. You're going to feel the weight of the glory. So, by God, I felt that thing. Hallelujah. So the glory is in everywhere we are. The glory is in, should be in our marriage. The glory of God needs to be in every marriage. So when there is a disagreement, and when there is a misunderstanding, the glory of God can come in and say, you know what? Let's communicate. Let's talk this out. Let's sit back, relax, and just take it from the beginning. It don't make one or the other walk out on one another. It don't make them say, well, I'm going to stay out all night. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to sleep around. I'm going to do that because they did me this way, or they brought me. No, the, the king of glory brings things together. It reconciles marriages. It don't make you step out on your marriage. It does not make you step away from your marriage. But the king of Kavad, because you said that you're holy. I'm talking to some Christians now. You know, he says that I, I see, I'm the eyes every place watching the evil and the good. So we call ourselves holy and we have these marriages, but behind closed doors, it's a mess. But we want everybody else to see in the light that we have such a great marriage. But in the back, it's not. When God is saying that the king of glory, the Kavad, can come in and reconcile some things, and then you will be able to testify before the people and say, you know what? Y'all may think we had a good marriage, but guess what? We was going through some blasakaya behind closed doors. But I'm here to witness today and testify on how God reconciled our marriage. And don't you know, most people that is in that congregation will begin to step up and say, wow, we thought that we were having it bad. And it makes them open up more. But we sometimes, as the men and women of God, we hide things. Hallelujah. God's presence encouraged us to serve him more. Hallelujah. Exodus 4 and 12 says, says, now then go. Now hold on. That's not now we now teachers would tell us there are too many what adjectives or pronouns or something at one time. Now then go. 
Now then go. Now then go. Meaning don't hesitate. I even will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. When the king of Kavad is in you and on you, Exodus 4 and 12 says, I will be your mouth. Come on now. The king of glory will be our mouth. It will speak for us. It will teach for us. It will speak things in places for us. I will be your Holy Spirit. Oh, King of Kabod, the King of Glory, be my mouth. Let's say that. King of Kabod, King of Glory, be my mouth. Because when God is our mouth, we won't speak negatively. Because words can kill. Words can wound somebody. And words can damage somebody. Hallelujah. Don't you know verbal abuse is just as, 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 as wicked as physical abuse? Because a person may not physically abuse you with their hands, but their mouth can verbally abuse you to a state to tear down your most inner self-esteem. It can tear your character to pieces. Words. So our mouth, my God. Our mouth, see, we're going to talk about that tongue. Hallelujah. Next week, when we finish out this in our teaching before we get to the word of God. Because we're going to talk about that untamed tongue. Because that untamed tongue is so dangerous. But the king of Kavad, the king of glory, in the book of Exodus 4 through 12, he said, I will be your mouth and I will teach you what you are to say. He will teach us what to say. He will teach us how to say it. But we're saying things because the enemy have got a hold of our tongue. And we're saying some harsh, thou things. And you can't say you're walking in the glory with such a harsh, thou mouth. A negative mouth. A nasty tongue speaking nasty things about people. Gossiping. So insist um, 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 discord. Is not of God. You need to ask the Holy Spirit, the King of Kavad, the glory of God, to be your mouth. To teach you what to say out of your mouth. Because when you're able to allow the King of Kavad, the King of glory, to be your mouth and to teach out of your mouth, then you're able to walk over to Matthew 28, 19 and 20, where the Lord told us, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all 
that I commanded you. So God have commanded us to let the king of Kabbalah, the king of glory, to be our mouth and to teach us what to say. So that's what I'm teaching you today. It told me to teach them to observe all things that I've commanded you. The king of glory is God. And because the king of glory is God, he has commanded us to be our mouth, to let him be our mouth, and to let him teach us what to say. Jesus Christ, I'm feeling that thing, hmm. teaching us what to say. Because some of us is saying some crazy stuff out of our mouth. Hallelujah. We, 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 we are seeking the devil on us. We're speaking, we're talking so, we're giving him so much credit. The devil this, the devil that. Don't you know sometimes it's not even the devil. Sometimes it's, it's you. And most of the time it's God that's trying to lead you in, in a certain way. He's trying to be your mouth. He's trying to tell you what to say. But you keep on saying it's the devil. You keep on saying that it's Tom. You keep on saying that it's Ron and Ruthie. When really, God is trying to be your mouth. God is trying to tell you what to say. But you keep doing what you want to say. You keep doing what you want to do. So you got to have it in your mind and your heart. Whatever God calls you to do, he will always be there to strengthen you to perform it. So if he told you to shut your mouth and let him be your mouth and let him teach you what to say out of your mouth, then that's what you need to do. Quit trying to defend yourself. Remember, God is our refuge. He is our defender. Let God arise. Come on, God, arise. Let our enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. And because our God have arise and he's going to let our enemies to be scattered, we just need to let the Shekinah glory of the king of the Kabbalah to be our mouth and teach us what to say. Amen. We need to be holy unto God. Amen. But when we sin, it's as if we walk into heaven up to the throne of God and commit sin before his face. Because a lot of times we're sinning and knowing that God sees us. We just said right here that the eyes of the Lord is in what? Every place. Every place watching what? The evil and the good. So even though we call ourselves saved, sanctified, holy, been in church a hundred years, God's still watching us. And he can still see what we're doing. So even though we may have fooled the whole congregation, we fooled the whole flock, but God sees us in that closet. He sees us smoking. He sees us drinking. He sees us fornicating. He sees us sowing discord. He sees us gossiping. When people have come to us, confined to us, told us what they're going through, told us their deepest secrets, and then we get on the phone and call reverend such and such and call apostle such and such and call apostle such and such and we begin to what so discord we begin to gossip about those words that a person confined to us with that we they they trusted us with now we have ruined their spiritual state because we have they have told us something that they have never shared with anybody else and they have brought it to us and because we feel like we're all mighty and we feel like we could just go and just so discord and go and just gossip their business here and there now you got somebody that really loves God, somebody that really wanted God, somebody that was going after God like never before, and finally felt like they have been set free because they have um, they have confided to you, they have given you just something that they knew that was just so gruesome.
that, as they say, and they see that the word that they gave you, it is not hidden, it is not in that hidden place. Now you have broken their spirit. Now they're back out in darkness. This is what's going on. And we must stop it. We must stop it. We must stop it now. We must stop this now. And we're doing it in God's face. And we say we holy. We say we this. We say we that. You can say you holy all day, but it ain't what you say. It is your action. Your action shows your love. Because after a while, people will see how phony you are. You can act like you loving. You can act like you're kind. But let one button be pushed. If somebody rubbed you the wrong way. Okay, people may do something wrong. But you correct them. And when you correct them, you just correct them in love. But they, but you still correct them. I'm not telling you to allow people to do anything. No, we don't allow people to do just anything. They are to be corrected in love. And they should be able to receive it. Some people may not. Because the enemy can have such a stronghold on them that they may quickly be offended. But what you do is you just keep praying. Because eventually they'll be back. Hallelujah. We do this in God's face. We cuss in God's face. Nowadays people cussing in the sanctuary. I went to one place. Somebody was doing their kids hair in the sanctuary. Right on the front row. It's God's house. We must treat God's house with respect. What are we? We are even lying in God's house. We come and get counsel by the men and women of God in the house of God and lying. Is there any conscience? Is there any conviction? I don't know about you. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. But God will convict me when, when there is something that I'm not doing right. And I love that because it is the conviction. That really shows the fear of God that's in you. If I can't be convicted of things that I know that is not good in God's eyes. Why is I'm sitting here? Why am I doing this? Why, why, am, I, why am I a part of any of this then? I'm just saying. Amen. The word of God should be our number one motivator. The Bible. That's what should motivate us to want to do right. Because when we read the scriptures, we read what God is telling us to do. It should motivate us to want to live right. It should motivate us to want to do the right things. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, when a man robbed are still from God? We do. Come on. We do. Because some we come and the Lord, he bless us. And then we say we're going to do this and do that for the Lord. Oh, we're going to come back and clean the church. Or we're going to come back and do outreach. Or we're going to come back and give out in the community. And you, you don't see them. But then when they come back, after going through whatever they went through, we still, now I don't know about all, but if the Lord God tells us, we still have to take them back in. Knowing what they did, 
or maybe even what they said about us when they left. If the Lord God told us to take us back in, take them back in, you must take them back in. What? I'm going to take that person that spoke those vile things against this ministry and against me? Well, this is the thing. Now, God told you to take them back in. But that don't mean for you not to use wisdom. He's going to give you wisdom on how to deal with them. But you still have to love them. And you have to take out any bitterness or anything in you if he told you to take them back in because evidently their assignment was not finished. A lot of people leave before the assignment is done. And we, as being the women of God, have to hear the voice of God because if God tells us to take that person back in, He will give us the direction on how to deal with them. Because we got to get them to their next. We got to get them to their next place. Is it easy? No. I can still say, oh, it's so easy after a person that betrayed you. No. But it's by God's presence, his spirit that teaches us how to love unconditionally. Because people will really stick a fork in you. A knife and a spoon. Hallelujah. They'll scoop you up, fork you out, and stab you. But at the end of the day, God sees all. God knows all. We do not need to worry about how God knows. See, even the ungodly cannot escape from God. Hallelujah. Look at Amos 9, 1 through 4. I saw the Lord standing beside the altar. He said, smite the capitals so that the threshold was shake and break them on the heads of them all. Then I will slay the rest of them with the sword. They will not have a fugitive will who will flee or a refuge who will escape. They they dig into Sheol. From there will my hand take them, and though they ascend to heaven, from there I will bring them down. Though they hide on the summit of Carmel, I will search them out and take them from here, take them from there. And though they conceal themselves from my sight on the floor of the sea, from there I will command the serpent and it will be bit them. And they that go into captivity before their enemies, from there I will command the sword that is to slay them. And I will set my eyes against them for the evil and not for the good. Amen. So you cannot escape. So even if God bring them back and they do the same thing and God send them back out, God may say, you know what? Your time is up. I got this. But he will not let them escape. So I always tell people, get it. When God send you, get what you need and be careful how you leave. Do not break the bridge because you don't know if you may have to come back over that bridge again. That may be the only bridge that is open for you to cross. No matter if they like you or even say anything to you, you still need to be able to come back across that bridge. Hallelujah. So be careful how you leave. See, it ain't how you start. It's how you leave. It's how you end. Amen. 
Now we talk about God omnipresent. Omnipresent. That's O-M-N-I-S-C-I-N-T. We talked about the O-M-N-I-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. Now we're talking about the I-N-C-N-T. Amen. This means God of all knowledge. God knows everything. I'm not messes. He's only being that knows everything. Every, people will know everything. You got people that think they know everything. You don't know everything. Only God knows everything. Nothing hidden. Nothing overlooked. Nothing escapes his notice. God never learned. Excuse me. God never learns anything. Has never learned anything. He can't learn anything because he's everything. <laughs> he's everything. He is the learn. He's the learn. Point blank. He's the learn and the learn. He, he created learn. Amen. Amen. Everything we are now learning, he has known from eternity. He knew before we were created, before we were even mentioned, before he even mentioned our name, before he even called our name, before he even chose us, he knew everything. Amen. Psalms 147 and 5 says, great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is what? Infinite. But God isn't distant. And he certainly isn't unaware. He knows everything about us. Hear me again. He knows everything about who? Us. Including the what? Numbers on our hair. Hallelujah. Pores in our skin. Words we would ever say. And breathe breaths we will ever take. There isn't anything he doesn't know. So he know your heartbreak. He know your pain. He know your worry. He know your situation. He know your circumstances. He know your downfalls. He know your weaknesses. He know your strengths. He know your secrets. He know your mind. He know your he know everything about you. Hallelujah. He is God. I'm not listening. Amen. Even Psalms 139, 1 through 6. Oh, Lord, David said, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thoughts from afar. You scrutinize my path and my laying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. He says intimately means that they have what relationship. They have a bond. Even before there is a word on my tongue. Remember, King of Glory be my mouth. He was, because the Kavad is our mouth. He's King of Glory be our mouth. He says, right here he says, what he said, even before there is a word on my tongue. Behold, oh Lord, you know it all. You already know because you are my mouth. And you are my words. Because it says, teach me your, to be your words. Hallelujah. The king of God, the king of glory. You have enclosed me behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high. I 
cannot attain it. That's the glory. Because it's waiting. God is all-knowing. But in our vanity and seek worship, mankind often makes the mistake of observing his attributes. Amen? Because they, because he's all-knowing. And because he's a God that sees all, we always still try to trick him by doing things behind closed doors when we cannot do anything behind no door because he's what? All what? Knowing. Seeing. Everywhere. And every time we go on our own, instead of asking God or letting God lead us, we always sometimes fall in a place that God, where God is not. But God wants us to possess his, his attribute, his presence. Because he wants us to know that when we allow him to be so intimate in every in our everyday life, he can tell us with his voice, his soft spoken voice, where to go, what to do, when to do it, how to do it. First John 3, 18 and 20, he says, little children, let us not love with words or with tongue, but indeed in truth. What's a deed or action? What is truth? Just being truly authentic. We will know by this that we are of the truth. It will assure our heart before him and whatever our heart condemns us. For God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Hallelujah. Don't you know God knew? Sarah laughed. Don't you know God knew? Cain killed Abel. Don't you know God knew David's adultery, his lying and murder, excuse me, murderous spirit? Amen. God knows all things. Hallelujah. And John 21 and 17 says, Lord, now all things you know that I love you. And God even knows the love that we have for him. He knows how much we love him, respect him. Just knowing brings us comfort. Just us knowing that he knows us brings us comfort. Amen? That makes us feel so significant. Why? Because it's so many of us in this universe. But when we know that God loves little old me, hallelujah, among billions and zillions of people, Amen. That's everything. He knows our troubles. He knows our circumstances. He knows our trials. Amen. I know because Psalms 56 and 8 says, you have taken account of my wonders. Put my tears in your bottle. Hallelujah. See, we're not going through trials alone. We're not going through circumstances alone. We're not in the fiery furnace alone. We're not in the lion den alone. But God knows and cares and will be with us just like he was with the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. Like he was with Daniel in the lion's den. Just like, hallelujah, he was with Paul when the ship was shipwrecked. Come on now. He was with Sarah. 
even when she doubted that she would have a child. And the Lord God gave her a son. Come on now. He was with Abraham. When Abraham didn't think he could go and fulfill the call on his life before he became Abraham, being Abram and going out to the land that was unknown. He was with Moses when Moses didn't think he could lead the children of Israel. But at the end of the day, he showed him how to use his staff. He showed him how to spot the rock. He showed him how to allow the pillars of cloud to cover them by day and the pillars of fire to cover them by night. Even though he did not make it to the um, promised land, but he got them to the promised land. God knows. And one thing I love is that God knows our needs. Amen. Matthew 6 and 8, your father knows what you need before you even ask him. He knows that you need a healing. He knows that you need a breakthrough. He knows you, you need to be reconciled. You need just to be restored. Amen. He knows your trials. He will not leave you. And one thing I love about God, even though he knows all this, he knows your sins. He knows that and he still loves you. He still loves me. Our whole life, he sees, he knows the skeletons in the closets, the bones in the drawers. He knows all, including things that can, 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 that can destroy our reputation, that can destroy our character and destroy who we are. But he still loves us and he still gives us a chance to make it right. He still gives us a chance to come forth. Amen. One thing I love is that he is not a God who judge. Amen. And no enemy can make any accusations or judgment about it because when God sees it, what he does is he, he, when we come to repentance and we come to reality and we bring it before him, guess what? He forgives us and he throws it into the sea and is never mentioned ever again. But sometimes when we tell people, it's mentioned over and over and over again. When God is saying, no, I need you to bring it to me. Bring it to me. He knew us from eternity. He called us to himself in full knowledge of everything. One thing about God is he brings correction to those that he loves. Because he knows our sins and because he knows the iniquities that's been before him and the secret sins. Hallelujah. He also says, come to me. I will forgive you. He knows our thoughts. He knows our motives. He knows our ways. Amen. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. Amen. That's why he said, be careful what we say. Why? Because for the word of the God is a living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword and pierced as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrows and able to judge the thoughts and intention of the heart. And there is no creation hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So can't hide anything from God. That's why our words is very powerful. That's why what we say, we got to make sure what we say is what we say. But we got to make sure those things that what we say is life. Because when we begin to speak God's word, we know God's word is what powerful. It's like a two-edged sword. Amen. But God knows, amen, God knows what we have done, amen, and he forgives us. He seeks the most inward parts of us. That's why repentance has to come out of the inward part, not the outer surface. 
Because anybody can come to the offer, oh, Lord, God, forgive me that crime running all over the other. Then they go back into their own sin, into their own vomit. But, but repentance starts inwardly. Amen. So when we seek inwardly purity of heart, then outwardly purity of life will show. Amen. So let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to God. Isaiah 55 and 7. Return to God and he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Pardon means this is what they you see in the White House. Okay, is the president going to pardon them when they got in trouble? Meaning that it's going to be forgiven. It's going to be washed out. It won't um, affect their, um, their, their reputation. It won't affect their next move. But we ain't talking about government. We're talking about the one who has the government on his shoulder, Jesus. The one who will forgive us and pardon us for every iniquity, every sin, and everything that we have done against him when we come with true inward repentance. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? So now we're finishing out with hallelujah. God being omnipotent. Amen. Potent. Amen. Which is all powerful God. It means God is able to do whatever he wants to do. If he want to shut you down because you are disobedient, he will shut you down. And then we, we say that's the devil. Oh, so-and-so don't like me. They hate on me. No, God shut your business down because you was disobedient to God. God told you what to do. You didn't do it. So God will see some things in your life to get your attention. Don't mean that he's taking it away from you. But he wants you to know that because of him, you're able to do what you do. Because of him. You're able, hallelujah, to, 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 to have what you have because you are obeying me. But when you disobey me and you ain't hearing nothing, I don't sent the prophet. I don't even spoke to you in dreams. I've even given you visions. I've given you sign after sign and you still in flesh. You still doing things in vain glory, not the king of glory, vain glory, it's difference. I'm going to shut you down. And thank God that I'm shutting you down. Because I got the right to lift you back up. But if you don't obey me and my command, I will keep and shut down. And no means of whatever you try to do, it will not prosper. Because you have been disobedient to me. And I don't care what woman or man of God you get to pray for you? I hear them, and I'm blessing them for praying for you, but guess what? I ain't breaking nothing until you break that spirit of pride. That spirit. Come on now, because we some of us have so much pride. Our mouth is filthy. And we say we men and women of God. We're children of God. And just listening to our mouth. How we curse people. We'll say, oh, it, it, it ain't going to happen for their ministry. Or it ain't going to happen for them. Because they've done you wrong. Who are you? And then now you want to go bless 
somebody. Blessings and curses can't come out the same mouth. So that blessing you're putting over there ain't going to work because you just still curse somebody. Because you offended. They killed Jesus. Don't you know we're going to give, we gonna, they're going to offend us? Don't you know they're going to talk about us? They're going to even try to kill us, kill our spirit. But when we know who we are in Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, yes, the words come, but it will bounce back. And I pray that they go into repentance, I mean, re, uh, repentance, and if they don't, back to sender. God will deal with them because God is our defender. He is our defense. That's why I don't worry about it. When people do certain things and say certain things, I just always say, Lord, have mercy on them. Because I know I'm a child of the king. And I know how precious I am to God. And I know when you come for me, you're coming for my God. So I'm not to fight you. God is my defender. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray that you repent quickly so that God won't deal with you. When you have that relationship with God like that. But he knows he's a God all powerful. Hallelujah. It's nothing that God can't do. Something inconsistent with his nature. It doesn't matter. God can do it. Hallelujah. His word is his word. It cannot lie. His word cannot be violated. God's word cannot be just swept up under the rug. It's powerful. It is the most powerful tool that you will ever have known. Hallelujah. God only wants to do that which is consistent with his nature. Amen. Can do anything as easily as he can do anything else. When he wants to do it. Hallelujah. God never needs to be refreshed, replenished, restored. He is the restorer. He is the replenisher. He is God. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let there be what? Light. Did it wait? No. There was light. The Bible says, and there was light. Meaning, after he said it, and means that the sentence did not close. It added to it. Because when he spoke it, it had to become. Because he is light. Glory to God. And there was light. And God says, let there be an expansion in the midst of the water. And let it separate the waters from the waters. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. And let the dry land appear. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing the fruit in which is their seed each according to its own kind on earth. And it was so. And it was so. And it was so means that done. Period. Because he says, let there be. And it is 
was so. And God says, let there be lights in the expansion of the heaven to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Let and hear God is so powerful. Let. The word let gives in what? Power to let it be. Hallelujah. Because he can speak anything into existence that do not exist a moment before, earlier, there, or it doesn't matter. He didn't just shape what we see. He spoke it into existence out of nothing. <laughs> he created the heavens and the earth out of nothing. He created light out of nothing. He created water out of nothing. He gave a Pacific border to the water. He also created land and vegetation. He's God all powerful. Now that's a powerful God. That's a powerful God. He's an everlasting God. Hallelujah. All powerful God. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus Christ. That's it, y'all. That, that's it. So now we can go back to Isaiah 60. The scriptures that we've been standing on for year 2023. Arise. Shine. Rise. I had to take down some notes on that because I wanted to make sure I got every little piece of it. To arise, it means to what? Be stirred up. I believe that we stirred up this morning. We stirred up with the what? The Kavai. The glory of God. God himself. We're stirred up. We're awakened. We have been awakened by the glory of God. We have been prepared for action. Because now we're going to arise. Hallelujah. Because we've been stirred up. We've been awakened. And we are prepared for what? Action. Arise means that we are come into being. We have an opportunity to what? Obtain. Because he told us to what? Arise. We have come into existence because he says, let there be what? Light. And because we live in the light, we have come into existence to arise. We are to move. We are to extend upward. Hallelujah. It says, let God arise and let our enemies be what? Scattered. Hallelujah. So because our Lord God have arise and our enemies are scattered, we are able to what? Emerge. We are able to get up, stand up, pull up, move up, go up. Because he said to arise. Hallelujah. And because we are rising, we are ascending up. We are soaring up. We are lifting up. We are being mounted up. Hallelujah. Amen. We are being mounted up as we mount our wings like eagles. Hallelujah. As we mount our wings like eagles. What do eagles do? They soar high, high in the sky. When you soar, that means you're going upward. When you soar, you mean you're going to thrust. You're going not to go down. You're going up to turn. You're uprising. You're you're surging up. You're thrusting up. You're tilting up. You're toying up. You're going up. You're leaning up. You're elevated up. You're up, living up. You're rising up. You're inclining up. You're taking off. You're scaling up. You're blasting off. You're about to blast like a rocket. You're about to take off like a plane. When a plane take off on a landing, it goes at such a speed that once it gets to the speed, next thing you know, it begins to soar up. And it goes high up. And it keeps going up and up and up and up. 
be a no turbulence. Amen. Because when it's underneath the clouds, there's turbulence. Why? Because there's wind. Hallelujah. The wind and the gravity that is pulling against, that is pushing against, and it makes the subject, the object, rock and go back and forth. But when it go and soar up over the sky, over the cloud, glory to God. Now we're talking about it's in glory. It's in heaven. Hallelujah. It's able to sail through. It's able to move through. It's able to merge through. It's able to be lifted through. It's able to sail real smooth, real easy. You don't see or you don't feel the turbulence. Hallelujah. Maybe here and there you may feel a little toughness because now the latitude, he's maybe going lower, but as he goes higher and the latitude, the latitude allows him to sail right in. And before it gets to a destination, it looks in the season. And before it drops his latitude, uh, it begins to decrease. Hallelujah. The, the, the engine and the engine begins to soar down. But even as it begins to soar down, it still anchors into his way to make sure that it finds the runway in order for him to go on the right runway when he begins to land. But at the very end, even when it comes down, when, the, when they let down the wheels, you can hear and you can feel the wheels being let down on the airplane. And even when it touched down, glory, before it hit the ground, you can feel such a gravity. And when the wheels hit the ground, glory to God, you can feel a bump. And when they begin to do that, you go at such a speed, but then you feel the brake being released and able to stop the plane before it gets to its destination to where the person with the light swinging back and forth to let them know you're in the right lane. You're on the right landfall. And when they get there, hallelujah, the next thing you see is the nose of the plane reaching the end point and then it stops and it's getting ready to let off its passengers. It's getting ready to get ready for the next stop because it just don't stop there. It's about to take another flight. There's another flight that's coming at a different destination time, designated time. And even when that time comes, the captain gets out, takes a break, then comes back in, and then he's getting ready to do the same thing. But the difference sometimes is the destination. The destination may change. But one thing that doesn't change is how the plane soar up. And when it gets to over the clouds and into the king of the uh, of the Kabbalah, the glory of God, we're able to see such a glorious, beautiful. My God, I'm just sitting here now just in such a glorious state. I can just see the angels ascending. I can just see the feel the king of glory, just his presence, just so sweet and so comforting and so loving and I can just see the radiance of the light how bright it is and how 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 glorious it is and and it brings me to such a peace and it brings me to being so comfortable and knowing that I have already reached one destination and I'm going to the next and I'm arising and I'm shining my light has come the light has come and it is upon me. The glory of the Lord is upon me because my light have come. I pray today in the mighty name of Jesus that your light has come as you arise and you shine and you receive your light that have come upon thee. Because now the glory, the King of God, the King of Shekinah, Glory have come upon thee in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God.
we give God the glory. We thank him. Let's just give God the glory. Amen. We thank him for such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful word on this morning. What a word about his glory. What a word about who he is. What a word. We thank the Lord for him. We thank the Lord for the glory. We thank the Lord for the Kavad, the Shekinah. My God, my God. Let's just give God some glory. And let's thank him on this morning. If there's anybody out there under the sound of my voice who want to give themselves back to God, who don't, who've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, who have never been saved, but you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior on this morning. Maybe evening, some places, it may be afternoon, wherever you are. You may be sitting right now in a club. You may be sitting in a bar. You may be in somebody else's bed. You may be doing some things. You may be gossiping. You may have just been running and God's been calling you. And you just felt like you wasn't worthy. Now see, it ain't just always somebody just doing the known sins that we know idolatry, lying, stealing, and all that. Yes, all that sin. But it could be somebody that God have called and because people told them, because of what they've been through, their past, oh, you're not worthy. You can't do this. God ain't called you to preach. God ain't called you. And they've been listening to people instead of God. You've been disobedient. You could come to him right now and say, Lord God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord God. Forgive me, Lord God, for not hearing you. I heard you, but I didn't hear you. Because if I really heard you, I would have obeyed you. See, many do hear God, but they don't obey him. And then the prophet come tell you the same thing God told you. You don't just need the prophet to come tell you. God tell you. If you put yourself right, then God tell you. Amen. But some of us, we still hard-headed, hard-headed, stiff-necked, disobedient people. But God can accept you where you are. Okay, you didn't take the call then, but you can take it now. Because guess what? The laborers are few. And the harvest is plenty, many. So you welcome into this vineyard. Because we need you. We need the gift that God has given you for the kingdom of God. So go ahead and confess with your mouth right now. First of all, ask the Lord God to forgive you. Forgive you of any sin that you may have caused, anything that you may have said, any unforgiveness in your heart. Anything. Something somebody may have said to you, let it go. Said to you, let it go. Any bitterness, let it go. Any anger, let it go. Any resentment, let it go. Right now. Because before you can accept him, as your Lord and Savior. Go ahead and let it go. Listen, don't worry about how you're going to do it. You say, well, you know, I can say it, but it's going to be hard. They, because when you accept him, you're going to allow Jesus to help you really be over that thing. You just go ahead and release it so that he can take it, throw it away, never remember it. And then show you and teach you how to forgive those. How to not be angry with those. How to not be offended with them. As you continue to walk now, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you. He died for all of us so that we can have eternal life. 
though that he is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, though he is the son of God, and he is the one who judge all, and knowing judgment day, it is he, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge every man, not Buddha, not Hinda, nothing, nobody, but the son of God, Jesus Christ. Know that in your heart. And when you come, may he say, good and faithful servant. And I pray that God send you divine connections. I pray that as you begin to read the word of God, that God begin to illuminate your mind, enlighten your eyes to see what the spirit of the Lord will show you. Open up your heart. And you say, well, I don't understand the Bible, but I pray that God open up your, your understanding. Because he's a God all-knowing. We just talked about God. I'm not present. I'm not missing. And I'm not potent. God, I'm knowing. God, I'm seeing. God is everywhere. And he can definitely, definitely help you dissect the word of God. Help you begin to understand his word. Seeing divine connections, those that will link you in with God. Not to just themselves, but with God. To teach you how to study. To teach you how to learn your word through the word of God. To, to help you in understanding the word of God. And to utilize the gifts that are inside of you. In Jesus' name. Thank God for you. And guess what? One more thing. Open up your mouth wide and receive the precious Holy Spirit. We just talked about the King of Glory, the God, And I believe that anybody that is seeking the gift of the Holy Spirit, I pray in the name of Jesus right now. Allow the Holy Spirit to be endowed on them right now. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That they begin to speak in other tongues. That they begin to receive the Spirit of God. And then they'll be able to walk over every serpent, every scorpion, and anything that tries to rise itself up against you, oh God. That they'll be able to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out devils in the mighty name of Jesus with the Holy Spirit inside of them. I pray and I thank you for the Holy Spirit given unto them this day. Now, your walk may not and will not be that easy, but if you begin to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Even in your time of trouble, the Lord God will be with you. The Lord God will arise. And the Lord God will let your enemy be scattered in the mighty name of Jesus. And you shall rejoice exceedingly. And you shall be glad and rejoice before the Lord God. Because the Lord God is your defender. He is your refuge. He is your keeper. He is your sanctifier. He is your protector. He is your God, eternal God of all things and everything. He is your father of glory. He is the father of all in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive it in Jesus name. Amen and glory to God. May God bless everybody. We thank everybody for joining us again. Remember Monday, 7 p.m., wherever you are, just take a minute out of your time, an hour, and just pray. We're praying. I ask you, you could pray for your, for your ministry, for your families, 
for the men and women of God all over the world. Pray for your children. This is just a time out that you pray. No, we do not be online. This is your intimate time of prayer. Monday, 7 p.m., wherever you are. You may be at work. You may want to just take a break. You say, well, I can't do an hour. I only can do a 15-minute break. That's all I got. That's fine. God knows our heart. God knows what we can give, but give them something. Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Send a word out. Continue to pray for SOAR International Outreach Network. I am Lady Apostle. And for anybody out there, um, you can always join us in-person service. We're open. Our doors are open. We'll be here as well on Thursday, 6.30 p.m. We're doing our biblical, hallelujah, speaking um, studies where we're still talking about destroying strongholds and stopping every revolving door of strongholds in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's gonna it's a very in-depth teaching, and I know for sure that you're going to be blessed. You're going to be like, wow, we didn't even know these things right. Hallelujah. See, the Lord, he's bringing truth. He wants his children to know the real deal. Hallelujah. Because it's not against flesh and blood. No, no, no. This thing is spiritual. You can think that it's creepy or whatever, but demons exist. Amen. The devil, hallelujah, he's trying to stop, but he cannot because we're in charge. Hallelujah. We have the power and authority that God has given us. And all we got to say is let there be. And whatever that be is, it shall be in Jesus name. If we are obedient to the word of God, we are obedient to God. And we're not just calling on the name of Jesus, but we live in the name of Jesus. Because when you live in the name of Jesus, you have intimacy with Jesus. You have relationship with Jesus and you can call on his name. But if you ain't got no relationship and no intimacy, you can't call on his name. Amen. Hallelujah. So I pray that your intimacy, your relationship come more and more so that in your time of trouble or whatever you need, you can call on Jesus. Amen. God bless you. And we're so excited to have you. And again, we thank you. Hallelujah. Soar International Outreach Network. May God bless you in Jesus name. God bless you as well. Amen. And glory to God. And thank God for all of you that's listening online. May God bless you all as well. This listen such a far. God bless you.